Hey there and welcome to episode 137 of the Christian Women in Business show. It's so great to have you here today. If you're watching this video, hello. If you're listening to the audio on the podcast, I'm glad you're here today listening. We've got some amazing things in store for you um, in today's podcast. So um, our guest um, is on a mission to use her personal, personal and professional experience, passion and story to propel others to, for change and success. Um, her favorite thing to do on the weekend is church, family time and sleep. I'm like, I love that you wrote sleep in there because that's probably one of my favorite things to do as well. So welcome to the show, Nancy Menesh from Triumph Women. Yes, yes. Thank you so much, Sarah. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so whereabouts are you located in the world, lovely? Yes. So, um, sorry, I, I, I don't know what happened there. Whereabouts are you located in the world? I am here in Houston, Texas, uh, in the United States, and it is 102 degrees today, so we are burning. Oh, um, but <laughs> that sounds like heaven. <laughs> so, yes, we well, are yeah, Houston, Texas. <laughs> That's gorgeous. Um, we've actually had a couple of people from... Um, on the show previously from Texas and um, they were like oh my gosh SJ are you thinking about doing a Christian Women in Business conference in the US I was like um, God's kind of put it on my heart but like I usually do I just say well God if you want it to happen it'll happen and they were like oh my gosh if you do you have to come to Texas we're gonna look after you you're gonna do this you're gonna do that um, I was like cool well Maybe in 2021, we might look at a USA uh, CWIB conference in Texas. So yeah. <laughs> we will see. I'm leaving it to God, but I'm so excited that you're from Texas. Um, yeah. I believe our weather in Sydney is slightly similar to Texas, really hot in summer and, you know, freezing cold right now. But that's by the by. So can you please share with us today um, your story? So how did you come to what you're doing today? And I'd just love to hear the journey that God's taken you on. Yes. Well, once again, thank you so much, Sarah, for having me on the show. And for those who are listening, I apologize. My voice is a little raspy today, but the show must move on. So, <laughs> um, well, before I came to the United States, I come from Ghana, which is in West Africa. And I grew up, you know, single mom, uh, very, very poor background. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate. But even in all that situation, um, God has always walked with me. God has always been there for me and shown me um, the ways that he provides. Um, and he makes a way out of no way. And so growing up poor, um, I didn't even know that I loved entrepreneurship until I got to a point where the few times that my mom would have money to make us lunch um, for school, um, I'm, I'm very generous. <laughs> so I get to school and um, I have kids lining up to beg me for food. Wow. And person that I am I, I just keep handing out food and just sure you can have some and so I realized that at the end I look down and I'm out of food and I and I'm still hungry so um but 
even through that, I got this wonderful idea. And I, sometimes when I share this story, some people laugh. I think it was a brilliant idea. I decided, you know what, I'm going to start charging for my food. <laughs> so I did. Um, <laughs> I started charging. Literally, it was, let's say, a scoop of rice with a little bit of chicken or whatever was in the bowl. I just put a package in very well and scooped it and put it in the person's hand. And I charged, let's say, uh, 25 cents um, for that. So, and the line was still long and I was still making money. And I was about seven years old at this point. And um, even at that age, I, I realized that I enjoyed the transaction. It, 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 so of course, I, with my young brain, it didn't feel like a business, but I enjoyed that transactional um, relationship and being able to make people happy. And even that also, God was teaching me stewardship. I mean, as little as I was, I was saving my money. I did not go buy candy. With my <laughs> <laughs> I saved uh, everything that I was making from, from school, from selling my lunch. And um, whenever my mom would not have any money, I would just hand her my saved money. And the, f the first time I did it, she thought I was stealing. because oh, of <laughs> all the money you had. <laughs> a lot of money. Stealing. Um, and of course, as a child growing up in Africa with a single mom, I went through my share of abuse, uh, physical and sexual. And, you know, at first, at that time, it did not seem fair that a little girl would be going through that much pain. But knowing, looking back now, I also realized the hand of God in the pain. And I realized his presence in the pain. And right now, that story, that pain that I went through, everything that I went through has propelled me to where I am today to be able to pour into other women. And I have helped so many women that have gone through uh, sexual abuse, physical abuse, divorce. I've been through a divorce as well, uh, very painful. And so I, I, I've come to appreciate that portion of my story because God used what was ugly and turned it into, you know, be something beautiful that I can help other women um, on their journey as well. So of course, fast forward, I came to the United States, went to school and um, worked for a little bit and decided, you know what, I really love being in business. I started my own business when I was 24 uh, with my ex-husband, actually, and the business grew um, from one location to about 24 locations, started franchising, helping other people. And so even after the end of that relationship, I continued running uh, the business, which is Triumphant Woman, um, and really just continuously helping women, helping women now in business and also life coaching. And that's, that's my passion. That's what makes me happy. So, and here we are today. <laughs> so what business was it that you had with your um, ex-husband then? Yes, it was an income tax preparation business. And so we started it from scratch and just was just doing taxes. And it was all God. It was really God. We just had not, no resources, um, just really the favor of God and hard work. A lot of hard work. If <laughs> you love Jesus, he's not going to come do the work for you. Yeah, that's right. Angels are not going to descend down and, do, and advertise for you. You yeah. will have to work. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hard work. And um, yeah, and so even after that, once you have a passion for something, and my passion has always 
in to help women and also in business, it doesn't matter what circumstances uh, life throws at you. I just continue. And, and I founded my business that I have now, which is Triumphant Woman. That's awesome. So in Triumphant Women, what is it that you do? So you're doing coaching and um, what else is it that you do in Triumphant Women? Sure. So in Triumphant Women, I do business coaching, which is where I take clients, mostly individual clients, um, also to small business, to small to mid-sized businesses. And they hire me from just helping with their operations. I have clients that they just registered their business yesterday and they have no idea what to do next. So <laughs> I literally come in and walk with them uh, sometimes for months, sometimes for a year, sometimes for six months, sometimes for an hour, depending on where the clients need me in their business. I come in and I coach and I also do consulting for them. And I also do life coaching, um, really just helping. I'm very passionate about helping women overcome uh, divorce. It's just, it's a different animal. <laughs> it's a different animal. <laughs> Not everybody comes out of it uh, successfully. Yeah. So I'm very passionate about helping women with that and just different um, things that I've been through. And then, of course, I travel to speak. So I travel both locally here and internationally to speak as well. Wow. What a story you have, like all the way from Ghana, which um, some of our members are actually going in November this year. They're going to a massive crusade in Gardner. Um, it's, um, yeah, it's, when you said that, I was like, wow, <laughs> some of us are going to be over there soon. Um, so that's like, and I can't like, like, so I grew up in England and then um, came to Australia and both, as everyone knows, England and Australia you know, we're not poor. Like even those on social benefits, they're not poor. Like we have no idea what it must be like um, to be a kid at a school, like lining up to come and get your lunch because their tummies are so hungry. So even just sharing that part of your story, I'm like, wow, that's a reality check. Like here I am with my fridge full of amazing vegetables and fruits and you know, you were there starting your entrepreneurship journey, selling your lunches. I mean, oh my gosh. And then, yeah, like going through the abuse and divorce and all those, you know, um, I guess challenges that are put in our way that you've overcome. And, um, you know, you're sat here in this video and podcast today and you're smiling, you look radiant and, you know, now you're empowering other women. It's really, really, really inspirational and empowering. And I know I'm inspired by it. So it's a pleasure having you on our podcast show today. Thank you. Thank you. So and can I was quicker, just something funny. I was saying when I realized how fun and how successful my selling my lunch business was I started selling uh, oranges, <laughs> I sold rice, I sold shoes, anything that I could get my hands on uh, from family members, I, I sold. It was just fun. <laughs> so literally in the classroom, throwing oranges across the room to whoever was by. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> That's gorgeous. So sharing your wisdom on selling shoes and oranges can you please share with us your five top tips of your craft today to our audience sure and i wrote them down here because i think 
Um, and I was thinking about it because there are many people in business um, and some that are not in, in, in entrepreneurship and maybe just career women. And so I was thinking about what five tips to share that can basically encompass, you know, those who are in business, those who are just in a career or just going through life. And this is something that I share with my business clients and just coaching clients. Um, so the first one that I have here is basically having a defined vision. And I believe that even when the Bible says that without vision that people perish, um, that is quite true. And so having a defined vision, um, and not just for your business, for your personal life, for your marriage, for your children. If you don't have a vision, then you can be pulled anywhere, by, in any direction, by anyone. That is when you see people comparing themselves to everybody else because you don't have a goal in life. You don't have something. And, and, I, and this is not my term, but I like it. It's called OCD, obsessive uh, comparison disorder, uh, you know, <laughs> and you find yourself comparing your, your, who you are, who God has made you to be with everybody else. And even when I started my business, my a triumphant woman, I did a little bit of that. And so today your vision is this, tomorrow you go online and you spend an hour going through Instagram or Facebook and you see something that someone else is doing. Mm -hmm. Now all of a sudden you take that and that's not your vision oh my God, this is not good enough. You take something else and you walk through life confused and becoming you know, a cheap copycat of someone else when God has made you unique. God has made you, um, you know, you're your own person. You cannot be like anyone else and no one else can be like you. So no matter what you're doing, have a defined vision. So that's the first one. Um, please don't compare yourself to other people. You are unique. You are wonderful. You are special. You are beautiful. God knew exactly what he was doing when he created you. And you, you are enough. And I always tell this to women, you are, in, and men too. <laughs> but you have to have a solid vision for your business, for your family, for your life in general. Um, and I don't, do you want me to keep going after each one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that were, the comparison, was that num still with number one? Or was yes. that, yeah? Cool. Hit those with number two. <laughs> number two is research and understand your market. And this is more in the business side. You know, um, I meet a lot of people that have a wonderful idea of going into business and then they, do, they don't do their research. Mm. Yeah. See, you know, who's going to buy from me? What is the demand out there? What is my competition? And then frustration sets in. So I would say research and understand your market. Know what you're doing, know where you're going and who you're trying to sell to and what you're trying to sell. So number two is research and understand your market. Number three is my biggest one or one of my biggest one, which is have patience in the process. Success <laughs> <laughs> does not come overnight. When you hear about people that says overnight success, there's no such thing unless you won the lottery. Uh, <laughs> but if not, you need to enjoy the process. Uh, it doesn't matter how holy you are. It doesn't matter how safe you are, how much Jesus loves you, or how much you love Jesus. He's not going to bypass the process. Even the Son of God had to go endure the cross. He had to spend, I believe, uh, 30 years in ministry before going to the cross, if I'm not wrong. And so you cannot skip the process. Everything takes time. 
God is going to bless you. He's promised he's going to bless you, but it's not going to be overnight. There's no microwave blessings. And so <laughs> enjoy the process and endure the process. Um, the fourth one is um, focus on people. You have to care about people. And I'm talking about your employees. I'm talking about your friends, your families. And I'm also talking about your customers. If you don't care about people, it does not matter what you're selling. It does not matter what products you have. It does not matter how wonderful you are. If you do not care about your employees, your customers, those around you, you're not going to succeed. You're going to be a very lonely person. And no one on this earth is an island. You need people. And so please be kind to people, care about people, put people first before money. Because when you do, the money will come. I love something that I always use with my clients is a quote by um, Mary Kay Ash. And she said, and it's called MMFI, which means that imagine that everyone that you meet has a sign on their forehead that says, make me feel important. Mm. And I, always, I love that saying because when you have that mindset, and, you, and you, everyone that you come across, you look at them as M-M-F-F-I, make me feel important. The way you treat them will be different, even if they don't deserve niceness. <laughs> <laughs> but the way you approach people will be very different. And so, you know, focus on people if you want to succeed in your business, in your family, in your church, anywhere. And the last one I'll say is do not be afraid to fail. Do not be afraid to fail. I think a lot of times we feel that if we have a wonderful and brilliant idea and God is with us and we pray 10 hours a day and we go to church and we serve and do all these wonderful things in the kingdom that um, everything should go well. But you also have to understand that failing is all part of life and it's not a bad thing. You have to learn from your mistakes, but you need to shift your perspective and your mindset about failing. When you fail, you get up, you learn from it, and you continue moving on. It doesn't mean that you stop moving. It doesn't mean that you give up on your vision or give up life. I had many reasons to fail. I've met women that have gone through so much abuse, and that's exactly where their story ended. But your story did not end where you fail. You need to not be afraid of failing and continue to take the hard risk and know that success will come, but so will failure. And so my biggest thing there is just don't be afraid to fail. Embrace failure and enjoy it. It's, it's painful when it happens, but when you change your mindset about what it is, trust me, you're going to be more successful in life and your emotions, everything that happens when you fall, when you fail, changes as well. So yeah. that would be the five uh, things that I wanted to share briefly uh, today. That's awesome. So just to recap, I love all of them. <clears throat> so number one is have a defined vision. And I love um, your example. And the truth is that if you don't have your own vision and, and define it, then you do um, end up comparing yourself to others. And I think that's such an important point that you made there because that is a lot of the time when I've seen it, like I've been in running CWIB for uh, two and a half years now. And I see it time and time and time again is when people lose that vision is when they start comparing, when they start questioning themselves, when that, you know, all these negative things start coming up. Um, and I think it's such an important 
and I've been through it as well. I might have lost my vision along the way and then, you know, managed to bring myself back and back into alignment with God and, and all that kind of stuff that that's when shifts have happened. And I've stopped caring about other people in the way that what they're doing and, you know, that comparison, not, not caring about people, but you know what I mean? You're just not afraid to show who you are and what you're doing. And you've stopped caring about what other people think of you as well. That's more of what I was getting at. So <laughs> number two was research and understand your market. Yep, I've seen it happen a hundred times, if not more, where people have gone, I've got this fantastic idea for a business. I've gone, have you sold it yet? No. Have you sold a product of it yet? No. And they'll come up, SJ, I'm struggling. I can't sell this event. And I've gone, well, do your target market need this event? Is it solving a big enough problem? And it's really hard to get people to switch their mindset from thinking, I have this big, amazing idea to then think instead thinking, what is it that my customers need and that they'll buy and that's going to benefit and help them. So going from that switch is so, so important. Number three was have patience in the process. <laughs> That hard is easier said than done. Yeah, <laughs> but <clears throat> you do. You have to have the patience and and finding joy in the everyday uh, life that you're you're doing. And I think I mean it kind of leads on to number four. But if you're focused on people, you know, focused on taking care of them, serving them the best you can, you can find that joy in the process of what it is that you're going through because it takes the focus off of you and, and on your clients and, and on your family and, um, you know, just having that serving heart uh, will bring out those good endorphins so you can enjoy um, some of those harder days. Number four, focus on the people. Like we said, care about everyone, family, customers, staff. Look after your staff. They will look after you and your business. Um, and then number five was don't be afraid to fail, which it happens to all of us. And um, I also see a lot of women go, oh, you know, I've tried this marketing strategy and it's not worked. Maybe God doesn't want me to do that. Maybe God does want you to do that. Maybe you've just not found the thing that works yet. <laughs> so don't give up on that vision or on that dream. If like one marketing strategy didn't work, if you know that your customers need your product or service, maybe it's just tweaking a few words. Maybe it's finding something that they do need as a free offer for an example. Um, and people, it doesn't mean that God doesn't not want you to do something just because it isn't going how you thought it was. So thank you so much for sharing those five tips. They are awesome. Um, you are doing so well in the Texas heat. <laughs> oh, man. It is. Today is 102. Yesterday was 106. So. Crazy. Humid. Oh. <laughs> so you've already shown us that you are such a godly woman, but can you... Um, Tell us, how do you incorporate God into your business? Really, I believe that everyone that I work with, um, anyone that comes to me right off the bat knows that I'm a Christian. And I tell them, and I work with all, all people, regardless of religion, but I let them know that I'm not here to push my religion on you. I'm not here to push Jesus on you, but I'll let my actions 
my lifestyle and how I treat everybody speak who I am uh, or speak the Jesus in my life um, and let you see the light in me. And when I do that in my business, um, I, I see a difference. I, I see a difference in how people approach me and a difference in how I approach them. Um, I always have it in the back of my head that Jesus is watching or God is watching <laughs> and he is. And so everything that I do, I do to the glory and honor of him because I also realized that I can never be successful without him. Um, my business will go absolutely nowhere if I don't put him first. And so even if it's just waking up in the morning to pray and people I have friends that laugh at this, but I tell them like, no, I have to spend time in my prayer closet because if I don't, none of you are going to like me. <laughs> I have a prayer closet. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but I do that because I want to spend time with him. And by doing so, I know that I know who holds my business in his hands. And so when I, when I meet people, and I, I've had people where even knowing what you're going through, whether in business or in life coaching, and I say, one, are you a Christian? If yes, do you mind if I speak freely about what we're talking about? Um, that way, I know what to say. If you're not, I'll say, well, you know what? I just want you to know I will throw in some things here and there. Once again, I'm not trying to offend you, but I cannot help you without bringing Jesus in the middle because that's how he helped me. I cannot tell my story of healing without talking about him or bringing him. So if you, wanna, if you want me to help you, that's the only way I know how. Mm. And at the end of the day, you don't have to um, take, you know, my religion. You don't have to come on, you know, into my religion. But this is all I know how to help you with. And he is involved. And, and I've never had anyone um, get offended or say, no, I don't hear about him. Tell me something else. You know, read me a psychology book and <laughs> or that's something. Um, and you just let people know right off the bat. And there are people that will not work with you because you're a Christian. And that is fine. And like mm -hmm. I said, we have to, as Christians, we have to use wisdom and know that. And even in that, it's not everywhere that you walk into. I can't walk into a board meeting and start saying, praise the Lord, everybody. <laughs> Unless it's a Christian board meeting. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do that. And it was a struggle that I had in the beginning because I felt like, oh my God, if I don't say the name of Jesus, maybe I'm betraying my, my beliefs or something like that. Mm. But no, God knows our hearts. Yeah. And so and I say that to a lot of businesswomen out there, but you have to know the environment where you're in. You have to know when you're on the business mountains, and then some of some, you know, you probably heard of the seven mountains. When you are on that business mountain, you need to apply wisdom on how to operate, you know? And so that's the mindset I, I always have when it comes to running my business, and it gives me peace. <laughs> <laughs> wisdom is a very 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 good thing to have especially when um when thinking about how to tackle the situation that you're in with you praise jesus <laughs> yeah, i can just imagine <laughs> that's fun so can you share with us um your bible verse for this season and why oh man i, I think i've gone through so many bible verses for this season um and we are all human, so there are days where, you know, the joy of the Lord is my strength, and there are days where I, <laughs> I call it the David prayers. Yeah, I was about to say David. 
you know, I, I, I know David for it. It's like, God, kill all of them, kill my enemies. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> so no, but really I've seen God move so much in my life in 2019. And the scripture that he put in my heart was Isaiah 66 verse nine, um, which says, shall I bring to the time of birth and not cause delivery? Um, says the Lord, shall I who caused delivery shut up the womb, says your God. And that scripture has basically been my mantra for this year because God promises us as his children so many things and we pray for so many things and sometimes we feel like we're losing that hope that it, it will come to pass. And so even in the times where I feel like, God, I've been praying for this particular situation for so long and I've not seen you move. And that is a scripture that he took me to and said, I, I can never bring you to this point and, and walk away from you. I can never promise you this and walk away. If I bring to birth, I will cause you to deliver. If I give you this vision, I will cause you to birth forth this vision. And so whatever that looks like in your life, whether it, whether it could just be the, the literal translation of having children or it could just be about deliverance or, or your vision, that scripture just, God just showed it to me that have patience. You know, whatever, <laughs> that patient factor, whatever I promised you, I will bring it to pass. I am, you know, the God who answers your prayers and I will, bring, I will never leave you hanging, basically. Yeah. I will never leave you hanging. Have I promised, will I, will I not perform it? And so every time I feel like giving up, every time I feel like, God, I've been praying, it's been a month, you've not listened, you've not heard me, he brings me back to that scripture, which would just basically shall I bring to the time of birth and not cause delivery. And our God is not like that. No matter what he's promised you, he will bring it to pass. You just have to have patience and believe in him that he can do it and that's what i'm working in this season <laughs> that's awesome thank you so much for sharing that verse it's a beautiful verse yeah. so can you share with us uh where our listeners can find you sure so my website is www.triumphantwoman.org and that is where, I mean, you can find me there and see everything that I do. Uh, my social media is also on my website. There's so many of these social medias I've not memorized all my handles. <laughs> but just look but, for Triumphant Women. Triumphantwoman.org. <laughs> um, and you can, from there, you can go to my Facebook, my LinkedIn, my Instagram, Twitter, um, everything. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom, your beautiful story. And um, you have such a, a beautiful um, presence about you that, like you said, doesn't matter what I say, I'm, I'm going to show you Jesus in action. And, and that certainly comes through and it's, it's very beautiful to see. So thank you so much for coming on the show today, Nancy. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Sarah. I had fun. <laughs> That's awesome. So. Um, you know now where to find Nancy if you want to ask her questions or get in contact. Um, we'll also put all the links on the website episode for you to, to contact her on. And just to let you know, in two weeks' time, um, the early bird rate for our conference in February is going to go up. Um, so if you're keen to come to our um, CWIB community conference in February 2020, um, 
we'll pop the link and stuff um, in the podcast show notes as well. The early bird tickets are going to go up in two weeks' time, so make sure you get in before that happens. You're listening to the Christian Women in Business show. I'm SJ, and we'll see you next time. Bye.